the blast from our past network. Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights, for chills and thrills await you. It's time for Podcasting After Dark with your hosts, Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Stay with a friend, say your prayers as grisly ghouls close in to seal your doom. And enjoy this bonus episode of Podcasting After Dark. Hey everybody, co-host Corey here, flying solo for our first episode of 2023. That's right, Zach needed a little bit more time to uh, break down the movie that he is going to be reviewing next on the show, and uh, so I figured it would be a good time to jump in and talk about a video game that I've been playing a lot for the past few weeks, and that is Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. So if you listen to my solo Evil Dead the video game review that I put out, I think, a few months ago, you'll probably know what you're in store for here in more ways than one. Because Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed is very, very similar to that game uh, in that it is a four versus one asymmetrical multiplayer game. Now, of course, I think everybody out there is wondering right now, uh, can I play this game offline? And yes, you can. You can play with bots. Uh, you, you can play as a human Ghostbuster, and you can play as bots with other humans versus a, a bot ghost, or you can play as a ghost and, and versus other bots as Ghostbusters. But of course, like most games of this ilk, uh, you're going to get the most out of you know playing online with other people. So little bit of a background on Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. It is uh, developed by Ilphonic. Now, they they created the Friday the 13th video game and the Predator Hunting Grounds one. I played both of those. I played uh, the Friday the 13th game with my, uh, my friend group. Um, for about two and a half years straight, almost it was it was wild. It was a fun game. Um, I you know obviously it was a bit hindered by the the ongoing lawsuit and and kind of held back by that and uh, kind of the the lawsuit sort of killed it because there was even some you know uh, some stuff in development for for the Friday Thirteenth game that just never came out. I think we were going to see some Jason X stuff and and another stage and everything, but we never did, unfortunately. That game is dead, although the servers are still up and running, so you can play Friday 13th if you want to. Uh, the Predator game didn't quite stick with us, uh, as my, my friend group and everything. Uh, it was it was fun. Being the Predator was fun. Being the humans against Predator was fun, but a lot of the game you were also playing humans against like bot soldiers, and just their AI was just terrible. They would just literally run in a straight line and just be shot in the face without taking cover. And it just, that really just, just ruined the mood of that game. So I never really hung on to uh, predator hunting grounds, but spirits unleashed the ghostbusters game, even though it was created by the people who did, like I said, Friday 13th, it's nothing like the Friday 13th game. It's, it's a lot more like the predator game. And it's a lot more like the evil dead um, Army of Darkness, well, the Evil Dead game that came out last year. So, for those of you who aren't quite sure what an asymmetrical multiplayer game is, basically the premise of this game is you either play as a Ghostbuster 
one of four Ghostbusters, and the other ones on your team would be filled out by other people online or bots, if you want to play it that way, against a another human playing just the ghost um, on one of these stages. And if that doesn't sound very fair to you, a little bit offsided, well, as a ghost, you have a lot of abilities at your disposal. So... The premise is you as the Ghostbuster either have to bust the ghost before the location that you're in is fully haunted. That's kind of like the time parameters of it. And then as the ghost, you're trying to fully haunt the uh, the location. And you do that. Uh, well, I'll kind of explain that in, in a little bit. I'll, I'll dive into that in a little bit. So you jump in. You want to play as a Ghostbuster. You want to play as the ghost. You're going to be playing in first person. So if you're a Ghostbuster, you're going to see your hands. You're going to see the proton pack. You're going to see, you know, throwing out the trap and all that kind of stuff. You're going to see all of that in first person. And then as a ghost, you're going to kind of be more in third person. Uh, that means the camera's kind of like above your character as you're flying through the, the locations and everything. But I'll get more into the mechanics of that in a little bit. So... Story-wise, if you watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, and more specifically, if you stayed all the way through the credits of Ghostbusters Afterlife, and spoiler alert, if you didn't, go go check it out. Love that fucking movie. Not gonna lie, guys and gals, I ugly cried both times when I saw it in the theater. Just straight ugly cried. I loved Afterlife. Thought it was fantastic. So, but if you stayed all the way through the credits... You will know that there was a scene at the end where Winston, basically uh, in the movie, they kind of um, uh, talk about the fact that after being a Ghostbuster, he kind of became a very successful businessman. And now he is opening the firehouse back up and basically starting the Ghostbusters back up again. But it's kind of Winston is doing it. That's what's happening in the movie. Um, I believe that's how they're going to move forward with the sequel to the film that's coming out this December. Uh, I think it's going to take place in New York and it's going to have, you know, be a continuation of this. But in between that, you get this Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed that story wise, it follows the events of Afterlife, although it doesn't really sort of address anything that happened in the movie other than the fact that Winston is sort of taking over the Ghostbusters job is, or basically running the whole place and everything. Um, Ray has his occult bookstore next door that as a character, you can go and talk to Ray. You can talk to Winston. Uh, Winston is is voiced by um, Ernie Hudson. And of course, Ray is voiced by Dan Aykroyd. Uh, in the game, no other characters from the movies uh, makes an appearance. So there's no other sort of notable voice actors or anything like that. The actual story itself is very bare bones, and it should not be the reason you're going to play this game. If anything, the story is just a more of an elaborate tutorial to teach you how to play the game. Um, you can walk all through the, the, the firehouse and... That's where you're going to spend most of your time or all your all of your time in between matches. You can walk around the firehouse. You can see the Ecto-1. It's it's beautifully detailed. Um, it's it's It looks amazing. I should note that I'm playing this on the PlayStation 5. And I have played it on the PS4, and it is a massive downgrade as far as graphics and abilities and all that kind of stuff goes. But 
let's just moving forward, unless I specify otherwise, I'm talking about the current gen model. I'm talking about the PS5 and whatever, you know, the newest Xbox uh, iteration is. Um, It looks amazing on there. The art style is a bit cartoony, something that's sort of in between a cartoon and reality. Um, so not only do you, do you get to walk around the, the firehouse, you get to go into the alley in between Ray's bookstore and the firehouse, and that's where you can test out your gear and everything. Uh, there is an extensive character creation tool for your Ghostbuster. Now, that's important because, you know, like, you play games, you play some games where you want to, you know, be that character, then you play other games like this where you want to be you yourself in that world. And I think we can all agree if you're a Ghostbusters fan, we want to see ourselves as a Ghostbuster. We don't necessarily want to play as Venkman or Winston or Ray or Egon and stuff like that. We want to be Ghostbusters ourselves. And the character creation tool in this is, is great. It's actually really in-depth in some areas, and kind of bare bones in another. Um, But the cool thing is, you know, you can create your face, you can create your body type, and there's like, uh, you know, you can adjust the size of the nose, the size of the jaw, the size of the cheekbones, all that kind of stuff. So you can really try to get a good representation of you in the game, albeit a very cartoony one. Now, you also have a bunch of uh, things you can select from your jumpsuit, Uh, not just colors. Of course, they have like all the real Ghostbusters colors in there. Uh, I'll post a picture of my character right now. I am rocking uh, uh, Winston's. It's kind of like that that pale blue and and red uh, trim look. I'm using so I'm using real Ghostbusters Winston's costume with like some other things on it. And you can really tweak some like, you know, give yourself some kicks, you know, and, and give yourself maybe another kind of jacket looking thing. And it's it's really cool. Lends itself to, to some interesting looking people online. Um, but it always keeps it very fun. And, and I haven't seen like a lot of people like looking the same or anything. You can create a male or female Ghostbuster, you unlock new colors, you unlock uh, new gear and everything, you know, new accessories for your character as you level up your character throughout the game. Uh, There's a maximum of level 100, and once you get to level 100, you can kind of, you know, do a prestige mode where you restart everything from zero, but you get to keep sort of uh, what like a prestige thing showing that you've made it to 100 and you've basically started over. Uh, right now, at the time of this recording, I'm level 50. So I've, I've put in some some decent work. Um, but so knowing the sort of the levels, if you understand like how your character is going to level up, the, the story slash tutorial takes place, it's about your first 30 levels. So you'll, you'll play for a few hours through the story and everything. And by the time you're done with the story, you should be about level 30 to 33, somewhere around there. Um, Like I said, the story itself is very bare bones. There's some fun stuff to be had, but it all takes place in the firehouse. Like the story itself takes place in the firehouse. It doesn't sort of translate out into the game itself when you're doing your missions. Um, I'll sort of explain that in a second, how like missions are handled and everything. But while we're in the firehouse, I'll say that you can customize your character. 
You can go down into the basement, the lovingly recreated basement, and deposit a ghost into the, you know, the, the ecto-containment unit and all that kind of stuff. You can talk to different characters that are sort of milling around. When you invite characters, uh, when you invite friends to your game, that's where you all sort of meet up. You'll be in the firehouse and everything. And, of course, you can go over to Raise a Cult Bookstores next door uh, and, and, you know, mess around with some stuff there. Um, that's also the portal and how you get to sort of your, your ghost creation system, but I'll get to that in a second. Lastly, and probably the most important thing you can do in the firehouse is also customize your gear. So you have the ability as a Ghostbuster to customize your proton pack, your proton thrower, your uh, your trap, and like like a secondary gear and, and whatnot. So there's a lot of things you have to manage as a Ghostbuster. And most of that comes from managing your heat, the the like your pack overheating while you're using your, your stream to sort of hold on to a ghost. You have to manage that. And you have to manage things like, you know, throwing out your trap while you're while you're, you know, also trying to capture the ghost and everything. And the tweaks aren't just visual cosmetics that you do to your gear. It is also, they have real world effects in the game. So you may want to have a better proton thrower that maybe captures the ghost, you know, quicker in the tether, the, the you know, that is that, that sh energy that comes out of your, your proton pack. That's the tether that wraps around the ghost. And you might want to say, hey, I want, you know, one of the gear pieces could, uh, you know, increase the speed of, of how fast you tether the ghost, but at the cost of your pack overheating. So you have to sort of balance these things. And I don't find myself like using the max thing that I unlocked for every piece of gear. I really find myself tinkering with various uh, combinations of, of gears and stuff. And, um, you know, you also have your PKE meter as well. So as a Ghostbuster, your, your main things, you're gonna have your pack, you're going to have your proton thrower, you're going to have your PKE meter, and you're going to have your uh, um, trap, and then you have a secondary weapon. Uh, there's there's three, right, sorry, there's right now there's four different kinds. There is a, a grenade that you can throw out that causes this ionization field that slows down the ghost. It's what I've been using the most. You can also use ecto goggles. You can also uh, use um, like this radar thing that can kind of, I haven't had good luck with that, but you have some options uh, to mess with your secondary weapon. But like I said, it's really cool to, to tinker with your pack and, and everything and, and all your gear and stuff because it does have visual cosmetics. Um, they do have a visual, like different looks to them and everything. So in the game, my proton pack looks vastly different than, you know, the movie version and everything does. So that's a lot of information, guys and gals. I, I totally understand if you feel a bit overwhelmed at this point. Um, just kind of keep going with me. I think you'll you'll see that there's, you know, it's not a game that is too over your head. I think a lot of people can can jump into this game and kind of have a good time with it. I don't think you have to have an extensive video game background to, uh, to, to enjoy yourself with Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, but... When uh when I do start talking about the you know busting ghosts and everything, it, it is a bit complicated. It's not as easy as you would think. Um, so 
the la lastly, before we get into sort of the play mechanics, you also have your option to play as a ghost. You can't really alter, like, like change how the ghosts look. There are four different types you can sort of unlock. I think there's six total, four at the beginning. Um, and each one has kind of some sub looks to them that also have different abilities. But what it really boils down to is you're just going to be flying around the location that you're in, trying to haunt different objects, trying to scare people, and get them to basically flee the location. Uh, you know, by people, I mean NPCs, non-playable characters. There are these like civilians that are walking around the location because they're not just lifeless buildings. You know, you have to actually scare people, and when they flee the building, the haunting level goes up. And that is how you win the game. So that's what you're going to want to do. You want to scare people by either sliming them, uh, haunting like you know a chair next to them and moving past them, um, do all kinds of crazy stuff. And then the Ghostbusters themselves can scare people. Like if they run into them or something, or if they shoot their proton stream near them, it can scare them. So you know that's that's a very big game element. And as a ghost, it's going to be your sort of main way to win the match. Now, of course, you can also fight back the Ghostbusters and by various different ways that I'll sort of explain in a minute. So after you've sort of, you know, got your acclimations to the, to the controls and everything, you've walked around the firehouse, you know, you're like, okay, what's the actual game? What am I going to be doing here? Well, your goal is to bust ghosts and to clear a a specific location you find jobs by going over to the phone and you basically can choose two ways to play one with you against bots you can choose the location and that's pretty much it there are five different locations there's um like a museum like a natural history museum there's you know like a a lodge you know, like in the snow and everything. And, and it just, it looks like a lodge. Yeah. There's, there's also like a boat, like a, a cruise and stuff like that. So these locations, there's also like a brew house, like a, a beer sort of brewery house type of thing, like a restaurant type of thing. These locations don't ever change. Everything that's in the location sort of is always the same way. People, the civilians can be in different areas in the location, but like everything you find in there, chairs, you know, where things are, it's all going to be the same every time you go in as a Ghostbuster or a ghost. So if you're a ghost and you enter a location, things you can do and things you're going to want to do, like I said, scare civilians. You want to haunt things like, say, haunt the uh, uh, chairs and stuff like that. They start floating around if you haunt them and everything. They also sort of throw off the Ghostbusters PKE meter, which is what they use to sort of find you and stuff. Uh, you can slime people. You can, uh, you know, just all kinds of mischief and mayhem. I have a blast playing as a ghost. Now, you can't choose to be a ghost right out of the gate. When you go and play online, you have to choose whether you want to prioritize being a Ghostbuster, prioritize being a ghost, or have no preference whatsoever. Now, that being said, if you do click prioritize being a Ghostbuster, you can still be a ghost. Like, it still could put you in a game as a ghost. So that's more of just your, your priority. 
but I have an absolute blast playing as a ghost. It's it's fun to create mischief. It's fun to fly around and spook people. It's fun to just mess with Ghostbusters and stuff. Like you can, uh, if they're not paying attention to you, if you're behind them, you can like overheat their power packs and stuff like that. Like you can tinker with their gear and stuff. It's it's wild. It's a lot of fun. Um, but you also, as a ghost, have these things called rifts. So you can come through a rift if you get busted. Essentially, the Ghostbusters can either bust you three times and then like the fourth time is like your last time because there's no more rifts left. Or the Ghostbusters can hunt down these rifts, destroy the rifts, and all they need to do is kind of bust you once. Um, what you can do is go find the rifts and sort of move their location, put them in a, a spot that's harder to find. Uh, and, and rifts can be in anything. They can be in artifacts. They can be in a chair. They can be anywhere. And you can't really see them unless you're sort of near them. So there, it's just a, it's just a mechanic that gives you essentially as a ghost, it gives you a few extra lives to work with. So if a Ghostbuster traps you, you can get out of it. Now, if you do find yourself in the, the proton stream of a Ghostbuster. It doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be busted. You can break free. Of course, it is harder to do with multiple Ghostbuster streams on you, but it is possible, and they give you like sort of a little game mechanic, a little mini game mechanic to do, but you know, it's, it's possible to do same with the, the trap. If you're getting like sucked into the trap, there is like one final really hard mini game that you can sort of do and break free. I've never quite sort of done it yet, but it's possible. So it's never a guarantee that you're going to be busted just because a Ghostbuster throws a, you know, a proton stream around you. Now, if you're a Ghostbuster, you're walking around the same map with your fellow Ghostbusters, either three other bots or three other humans. Of course, you can use voice chat if you want, but I've been kind of playing online with other people. And it's it works fine without uh, you know with without having voice chat with them. I don't usually play with voice chat with people. I don't really care. Um, but people seem to you know do their job and everything without being told. So that's that's always nice. Um, but first and foremost, you use your PK meter. That's that little you know looks like a. A microphone with the two rabbit ears that Egon uses in, in Ghostbusters. That's your PKE meter. You're walking around with that, and you use it to sort of locate the ghosts. And if they're hiding inside an object, you can release a PKE blast that forces them out of that object and kind of stuns them. Now, when you actually find a ghost, this is where this is where the difficulty sort of lies. So they're trying to get away while you're throwing your, your proton stream on them. If you're by yourself and you need to throw down a trap, you're going to have to let go of that proton stream to throw the trap. Now the ghost obviously gives a chance, the, the ghost a chance to get away. And obviously it's, this is where the teamwork comes in. You know, if you're working with somebody else and you have this, you know, you're holding them with the stream, the other person can throw the trap and then you can guide the ghost into it and there, there's your teamwork right there. Uh, you can also throw in other things like, like I said earlier, the uh, secondary weapons like these grenades is what I use. Uh, it kind of slows the ghost down so they can't get away as easily. Uh, like I said, a lot easier when there's four people on a ghost and like there's multiple traps on the ground. But more things you have to worry about, your trap, if it's open and it's, you know, the, the light is shooting out, you know, you've seen the movies. If the trap is open, it's also draining its battery. So 
you have to keep an eye on the battery of your trap. And uh, of course, you can hit L2 to close it with your foot or open it up again, or you can pick the trap up and it'll start recharging while it's on your person. But don't think that just because you've got a, a ghost getting sucked into a trap that you know he's going to go in regardless because so many times my traps run out of freaking battery and like right at the last fucking second and the ghost you know shoots off and just gets out of there it's like god damn it or you know i'm i'm shooting my stream and i'm like no one's around i got to throw a trap down and, and the ghost like just hauls ass and gets away from you it's a lot of fun like the mechanics of busting the ghosts is why you come back to this game, why you keep coming back to this game. It is so much fun. Of course, just like in the movies, your your proton stream is doing massive damage all over the location. You know, you're actually getting points for the more damage you do. Trophies unlock, you know, for, for totaling the location. But, I mean, you can pretty much destroy everything and as the ghost is sort of uh haunting the place like after a while like things are just floating in the air like slime is oozing down the walls it's it's insane but like i mentioned there are civilians running around in the place and as a ghostbuster one of the things you can do is calm them down you basically just go up to them hit a button and it initiates a small, small QuickTime thing, uh, QuickTime wheel event. Um, not terribly tough, but if you mess up, they do run away and are actually more scared. But your goal is to calm them down. And they all have, you know, icon states above their head. So if there's a smiley face, you know they're fine. If there's a red frowny face, you know they're really scared. If they get too scared, they flee the building and the haunting of the building jumps up a, a large amount. And that is how the ghost ultimately wins the the stage, wins, wins the mission. And so you, as a Ghostbuster, if you can keep them calm, I mean, you're not going to, you know, keep the whole place from ever being fully haunted, but you can slow down that that clock a bit. And, and if, you know, keep people from running out of there, you're going to make the ghost job a little bit more difficult. <laughs> There's also kind of a side quest to pick up spores, molds, and funguses, you know, collect them because remember Egon, you know, collects spores, molds, and funguses. And you can kind of do that as a side mission in the stages. As you're walking around, you'll see a little spore and you, you just grab it. It just gives you something to do while you're walking around. But if you unlock like at 100%, you'll get, you know, XP for your character and everything. So this is where you're going to be living in most of the game. This is this is the these are what you're going to be doing for the bulk of the game. You're going to be revisiting these locations multiple times, like all the time. And like I said, they they don't change or anything. Uh, they're not like randomly generated or anything like that. They are the same five locations over and over again. What makes them different is you know how the the ghost interacts with them what they do and you know how hard they make the 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 bust for you like i said you can play with bots bots are perfectly fine but you get a lot more out of the experience when you're playing it with actual you know real people so i do want to sort of expand on how online is handled Basically, you know, you can invite friends and, you know, you can link up with friends and that's great. So you can have, you know, 
play with three other people, two other people, four of you could play online, and then, you know, just randomly play with another human ghost. But say you're just yourself, by yourself, playing online. You go to quick play, and they just throw you into matches. Now, that could be a match that's already started, could be a match that's, you know, about to start, and you could play as a Ghostbuster or a ghost. Now, say you jump into a match with, you know, two other humans, one bot, and one human ghost. During the course of, of the game, that one random bot slot could be filled by another human. Uh, one of your co, you know, Ghostbusters could just leave mid-match and it just gets filled by a bot. And you sort of don't really notice it, especially if you're not like actively talking to people. Um, now, obviously, you sort of do notice it because the bots are a bit dumber than the people, but there's no no indicator in the game that someone left and someone comes in. It's a very smooth, fluid sort of thing. But, you know, if you beat the stage or even if you lose the stage, it doesn't matter. You go on, it just goes right into the next mission and you could still be with the people that you were playing with before if no one's left. Or, you know what, you could get a whole new set of people uh, could jump in. And it's it's super easy. It's, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, if you don't communicate with people anyways, it kind of doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if, if a person gets replaced by a bot or not because you're not really talking to them. But I did play it with my wife. So uh, Myra, she's on. She's about a level 45. Only reason I kind of bumped up was because I played it a little bit more this morning to kind of, you know, get, get prepped for this review. But her and I are pretty much uh, neck and neck. Um, she's having a great time uh, with the character creation stuff, the customization stuff. She spent a bit more time, you know, tweaking her character's likeness than than I did. So she's getting a bit more out of that than I did, um, than I am. But I'm still happy with with my character. But we did play last night uh, for for about a few hours. Actually, we played a lot together online, and you know, obviously we synced up. We we you know. I went into her game. She's playing on PS5. I'm playing on a PS4 uh, in our bedroom. And I got to say, the the graphic overhaul for the PS5 is just fantastic. It's You can tell it was built for the PS5, honestly. Uh, it's, it's pretty choppy on the PS4, but still playable. Um, again, I would recommend the, the newer consoles no matter what. Uh, so... It was great fun for her and I to to play together. You know, we were kind of calling out to each other, you know, in the in the kitchen or in the living room versus the bedroom. And I was like, yeah, I'm, mean, you know, I got the guy, I throw down a trap, you know, she did it. So when you actually like coordinate with your team, it gets even better. And it's absolutely fantastic. I will say though that even though we were on the same team, I got loaded in as a ghost a couple times and I guess that would make it a bit unfair because we could still communicate uh, together, obviously, and she was a Ghostbuster and I was a ghost, but ultimately I had a lot of fun, you know, being the the ghost fighting her, and she was actually a ghost a couple times, and I was trying to bust her, and it was, it was a lot of fun, but you definitely get more out of the game if you communicate with the other people, but if you don't, I don't really think it's that much of a hindrance. One last thing I will say is that the one thing I'm really happy they did or didn't do technically was give you any kind of damage when you accidentally shoot a teammate. There's so many proton streams shooting around 
you can shoot through other people. You can shoot through civilians, although it does scare them. Um, but you can shoot through other people without hurting them. And yeah, that's a video game thing. And yeah, that's not very realistic. But I mean, honestly, I, I think it was necessary. It was a smart choice to make here because the game puts being fun above being realistic, truthfully. So here's my final verdict. I sh probably should have stated this at the top, but I've been a lifelong Ghostbusters fan uh, since I saw the movie. I think I was like maybe seven or eight in the theater. My my stepmom took me to see in the theater. Been a Ghostbuster, been a ghost head my entire life. Uh, the Ghostbusters franchise is up there for me with Star Wars, um, you know, Tron, Aliens, and and Mad Max. It's like my tr my top five franchises and everything. So I want you to understand that. So it reinforces the idea that this is the Ghostbusters game that I've been waiting for my entire life. I played the other one that came out in the early 2000s, like was it was a 2010 or something like that. Good God, that was a long time ago. Um, but it was a, uh, it was that other, it was just called Ghostbusters the video game, and you were actually playing with the other characters and everything. And I loved that game; that was awesome. But this one. This is the Ghostbusters game that I've been waiting for. I feel like a Ghostbuster when I play this game. My wife can corroborate that. She feels like an actual Ghostbuster when she plays this game. And, you know, it might be a smaller game. It's kind of a budget title, and that's okay. Because what it does correctly, it does in spades. And those three things are... Make you feel like a Ghostbusters, Ghostbuster through customization, gear customization, and the, the, the play mechanics, the mechanic of being a Ghostbuster, trying to trap the ghost, or should I say, trying to find the ghost, and then contain it, and then trap it. It is so hard and satisfying when you do it, you just, you feel fantastic. And then playing as a ghost is a hoot, an absolute blast. I love flying around, and the, the ghost designs are so freaking real Ghostbusters-esque that, again, a lifelong ghost head like myself who grew up on real Ghostbusters, this is like a dream come true. They're, they're cartoony, they're silly looking, but more importantly, they're colorful. When you get slimed, it is this neon green or pink or orange, you know, ooze coming down your screen. Everything is warped and distorted because, as Vinkman says, I feel so funky. And they really, they really, like, nail that, you know? Like, they nail every aspect of being a Ghostbuster, from being slimed, to working as a team, to clearing the slime off of yourself, to helping your other teammates kind of clean up, uh, to working as a team to bust a ghost, to working as a team to shut down a rift, and when you're done, when you walk out of there, and, and you know, you've actually cleared, you know, busted the ghost, and you guys are high-fiving, it's a little cutscene at the end, you're high-fiving each other, and your character, you can see your character models are there, you know, and they're covered in slime, but they look happy, it's fantastic, and even when you lose, it's a ton of fun, like, I don't, I don't care if I win or lose, because I'm having a blast the entire time. So there you have it, folks, if, uh, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, if you're, you know, a video gamer or not like a, you know, a full-time video gamer, if you're just a casual gamer, but you're a Ghostbusters fan, I highly recommend this game. I'd say don't feel too intimidated by going online. 
Uh, I haven't found anybody who's been griefing or, you know, being a real asshole or anything. Everybody's been having a good time and doing what they're supposed to do. I haven't heard any, you know, slurs, racial slurs coming through the microphones or anything like that. It just... It's, it's a fun time to jump online, bust a few ghosts, or be a ghost and scare the shit out of some Ghostbusters. It's fantastic. So, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, or if you like these type of like asymmetrical multiplayer games, then I highly recommend Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. And thank you all so much for being a supporter of Podcasting After Dark. I just want to take a minute to, you know, thank all of our patrons, you guys and gals, all freaking rock. You all are the reason that we can keep doing this show. Um, if you would like to, you know, help us out, help the show grow, but, uh, you know, it's it's expensive to join Patreon, then please feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's a free way to help out the show, and they kind of really go a long way in, in getting new, you know, uh, listeners in front of Podcasting After Dark. We also have a full merch store on our website. We have, you know, the Patreon links, all the podcatcher links and everything can be found over at podcastingafterdark.com. That's podcastingafterdark.com. And as Vinkman says, we'll see you on the other side, Ray. Be sure to subscribe to Podcasting After Dark and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Support Podcasting After Dark on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcasting After Dark. And visit us next time for another installment of Podcasting After Dark with Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Podcasting After Dark.